everybody, I'm Faith, and I have Down syndrome. But our podcast is not really about that exactly. And I'm Andrea. I'm friends with Faith. Our podcast is about conversations and connections. It's about how we are the same and how we are different. For each episode, Faith and I interview a different guest. Some of our guests experience intellectual and developmental disabilities, also known as IDD, and some don't. We talk about friendship, family, adulthood, and when it comes up, disability. Our podcast is called Everybody In because we are so interested in everybody. So let's get started. Hey, everyone. I'm Andrea Moore, one of the hosts for Everybody In, a podcast conceived and produced by the Wayfaring Band. And as John Dunn says, reason is our soul's left hand, faith her right. And here she is, the wonderful, the beautiful (laughs) Faith. Hello, Faith. Hello. And I am Faith and I am Andrea's co-host. Yeah. Well, thanks, Faith. So glad that you're here. So glad that I'm here. So glad that we're here. Yes. And thanks for joining us, everybody. We've got a great show today. Who's our guest today, Faith? Andre. Yes. Andre Carbonell. He's a poet, a performer, a rapper, a musician, uh, an activist, a man about town, a special guy, and a former artist in residence with the Wayfaring Band. So we're excited to hear more about that. Uh, Before we get into the specifics of Andre... Why don't, uh, Faith, would you be willing just to share with our guests what we can expect today from the format? Yes. So we, so I'm going to ask him two questions and he is going to surprise me two questions of his own. Fantastic. So we're going to go back and forth. Do you have any idea what he's going to ask you? No idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Either. It could, it could literally be anything. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm excited. All right. Well, Faith, do you want to welcome him? Yeah. So, Andre, welcome. So, tell me about yourself. Thank you, Faith. And hello, Andrea. I'm glad to be here. Um, Who is Andre Carboneau? Uh, My name (laughs) is Andre. I also go by Hakeem Furious. Uh, I'm an artist here in Denver, Colorado. I was born here. I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I like to spend my time hanging out with friends. I enjoy nice, cold evenings inside the house watching anime and ramen and eating ramen. <laughs> and uh, life is blessed, you know. So I'm I'm really happy to be here with y'all today. That's awesome. I have a lot to learn about anime. Maybe we should try and schedule a time to go have ramen at Andre's house and yeah. watch some good some good anime. Yeah, yeah. there's lots of them. <laughs> And now that we're entering the colder time, too, that sounds like a great way to spend an evening. Yep. That's awesome. Well, Faith, there's a lot more to learn about Andre. I want, before we really get started on the questions, I want to ask us about a couple of projects that you're working on, Andre, just to give some context to our guests. So you, yeah, you do a lot of different things. Can you tell us a little bit about just some of the projects that you're involved in? Well, um, I have a brand called the Ultra Terrestrial Tour, and I feel like I identify as an ultra terrestrial. And while I live on this planet and my body's in this realm, that everything that I do or create is kind of 
uh, autobiography or or ex- just jotting down my experiences of being on this planet. So I've released projects. My last project was a book called Dinner with the Ego and I, mm. and um, that's an installment of the Ultra Terrestrial Tour. And I'm currently working on an EP called Chapel Perilous, which explores a uh, a concept I learned from Robert Anton Wilson, and like the easiest way to explain it is like imagine you're in a black iron prison. Um, you either three things happen: uh, you try to get out of the black iron prison, realize you can't escape, you accept your fate that you're just gonna be in the black iron prison forever, or you realize the black iron prison was never a black iron prison to begin with. Mm. And uh, really trying to take that concept and how I've learned my life around those things and uh, put it into uh, into a musical form to help teach that to other people. Mm. Cool. Um, oh, wow. There's so many things. <laughs> there's so much good content there. But I just so can I repeat some of that faith to mm-hmm. kind of break some of that down? So what Andre's talking about is working on a new project, an EP. And now we know the word EP. Do you remember when we, we talked about the EPs? Yeah. So for us, though, when we say EP, we're making a play on words. So in the Wayfaring Band, we have a group called the EPs and it's a our emerging philanthropy group. But we intentionally Ah. named it after a music EP, which stands for Extended Play, which is a little bit bigger than a single, but not quite a full album, right? It's like a... Yeah. A a selection of songs. It's just just a small uh, group of songs that you feel like, this is, if I was to make an album, this is what it would kind of be like. And uh, almost like a test demo. Oh, cool. So Andre's working on a new EP, so a selection of songs. And the theme that he's exploring through his music, it sounds like, is inspired by this idea that what if you woke up and found that you were in a prison, that you were in, in, a, in a dark, dark jail and you couldn't get out. And there are three ways that you might behave. One would be um, to try to escape. Is that right? Did you yeah. say? So spend all of your energy being like, get me out of here. And to try and get out of the prison. The other would be to be resigned. To say, I guess this is my life. I'm going to be here forever. I can't get out. I'm going to be in this prison and accept your fate. And then the third one is sort of to expand your mind. Is that accurate? To sort of see past the prison? Yeah. Or, yeah. That's like the easiest way. The easiest to say, way. I was yeah, like, it's, yeah. these are complex ideas, right? Yeah. It reminds me of like a lot. I'm like, this is like a Russian novel, or there are a lot of people playing with these themes. I'm thinking of like a Nabokov short story I read that kind of reminds me of this. But this idea that the prison isn't even real, reality isn't what you think it is, and yeah. maybe there's right no prison at all, and that you have to change how we think of it. So, kind of some cool concepts that Andre's working on, huh? Mm-hmm. And Andre, so you're a musician. A rapper? Yes. Okay. And a poet? I am. Okay. And then, so with all of your different projects, can you tell us a little bit about Slam Nuba as well? Um, so uh, I first got into spoken word when I was uh, in 11th grade. I was 16. And uh, from there, I've always been hooked. And there are spoken word communities all across the country. And Slam Nuba is uh, one of the spoken word communities. Uh, open mics and slam teams here in Denver and uh, it was originally started back in 2006 out of kind of like this uh, protest to uh, one of the other venues out here that there's more 
there there is more that meets the eye when it comes to Denver's poetry and that there's a lot of people in Denver that can represent Denver on a national level and uh Slam Nuba was just the uh the gap or the bridge to help uh bridge that gap between the national level and the poets uh in the communities here and so it's been around for about 11 years to well 12 years now starting in November and we have just been blessed to keep growing it changes hands every three or four years so I'm blessed to uh, run it with a young lady named Toluanimi Obiwole who is my co-executive director and uh, we run the open mic the last Friday of every month at Redline Gallery and then uh, we send a team to the National Poetry Slam every year, and oh, we're trying cool. to think of some like more creative ways to engage people outside of like slam. Awesome. Full disclosure, I was on the very first slam team to go to nationals. Yeah. <laughs> Old school, but that was like back, 2001. That was pre-slam Nuba. Yeah. yeah, back in uh, the Mercury <laughs> Cafe days. Yeah, um, which it's interesting to see. So if you're not familiar with Poetry Slam, it's uh, like competitive performance poetry. There are a lot of rules um, and some guidelines that you have to kind of compete by. Mm. Um, but it, it's sort of representative of a much larger culture, right? About yeah. being yourself and, and using words and performance to express your truth yeah in community with others and i like what andre said faith about um that the slam nuba came out of a need for people to feel more included so the scene wasn't big enough to include all of the poets and so they had to make a new group to make it more inclusive to be like our voices matter and our voices are not a part of the current community and so we need to we need to make it bigger so that more of us can be a part of this story which is kind of like what the wayfaring band is trying to do we're like everybody in is is what we're trying to do so that more of us can be included right right awesome well that's a good that's a start we're probably going to hear a lot more about andre but should we dig into some of our our usual questions and get to know him better that way sure okay why don't you take it off take it from here okay so who's your best friend and why are they so special Oh, who is my best friend? It's hard because some of them might be listening right now, and I don't, I don't want to. You're all special to Andre. Everyone <laughs> is important. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but right. um, I would definitely say if I had to pick, it would be my man's Benache. And uh, Benache was there when I first started doing poetry on the uh, when I got on the Slam team. He was one of the other. Uh, members on the slam team and he was uh he went to a school called Paxson which there are like magnet schools in Jacksonville Florida and then there are like the big three of the magnet schools there's Stanton there was Paxson and there was Douglas Anderson School of the Arts that's where I went Benishay went to Paxson and so we just like connected yeah. off rip and he was like definitely my natural opposite he was, uh, he was a lot more tougher than me he was uh <laughs> he was uh he was angry all the time me I was very I was I was very I was very light I, I was just like kind of carefree kind of <laughs> like happy not happy all the time of course but you know I had like a positive disposition about mm -hmm. life and uh we we really just balanced each other out and uh I don't know why is he so special because uh, it's never been any problem for us to talk. There's always been just a, uh, a flow, even if 
I haven't talked to him in seven months. As soon as I pick up the phone, we can we can go for hours. And there's not really too many people that I want to talk to for hours or can like can talk to for hours. Uh, but he he's my guy. Like that's just my my boy. And uh, he, I don't know. Hmm. He's just strong, and I appreciate that. And we're strong in different ways. We've gone through similar experiences, mm-hmm. but no matter what, we prevail. And uh, and he's in Miami right now, and I'm going to be in Miami for his birthday this year. Nice, so, cool. I'm going to check him out. That's right my friend. On. Faith, are you able to mirror back to Andre some of what you heard him say about Benache? Can you just tell him any words that you heard about his best friend? Um, a little bit. Okay, yeah. Any words that you heard Andre say? Anything that stood out to you about what he said? Um, I know he said how how he was very special to Andre. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did hear how you're going to Miami for his birthday. Yeah. I think that's kind of special. Mm-hmm. Um. That's all I got. <laughs> okay. So. Can I can I give you some other words to help remind you? Yeah. He talked about that they met when they were in school and that they went to different schools, but the, they had similar interests. So they were both into the same thing in the poetry world, but that they were natural opposites, I heard Andre say. So like that Andre feels like he's kind of more has a positive disposition and carefree and light and that Benache is, a, is strong and a little bit more can be a little bit hard. Yeah. Is that? <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a little more uh, tense. <laughs> we'll say that. Yeah. Well, I know I heard that strong. Yeah, yeah you heard strong. him say strong. Yeah. So can you think of that? You know how they say sometimes like opposites attract faith? Does that ever feel true to you? That sometimes you, you have a friend because they're just like you and sometimes you have a friend because they're different. Um. Well, yeah, I, I relate to that sometimes. Yeah. How so? Well, like between like what you said about you and your best friend, I, cause I, I, I do the same thing with my best friend. Yeah. And we, we have different things. What are some of the different things? Well, like she and I. Are you talking about Jenny? Yes. Okay. Um, so like she, like we never grew up when we were babies or we went, we didn't go to high school together. Yeah. Because she went to East High, I went to Mount Vista, but um, she and I um been best friends because we were in the same program together. Got you. So, like, and that's a similarity, right? Because Andre and his friend were in, in, sim- in the similar yeah. world, right? Yeah, we were in the same program together yeah. as well. Nice. Do you feel like uh, you were able to gain a, like, a lot of friends or like connection through like programming outside of school? Um, yeah. Um, well, part of the programs is like, um, it's called the Aspire Club. So like we do like fun activities together. And so we do that. And the other program is the Wayfaring Band. Yeah. Because we also travel together. Where are some of the places y'all have traveled? Well, um, I have to say London and Scotland. Oh, man, that's rad. Yeah. (laughs) She had to lead with the big one. Yeah. Yeah. But that was so much fun. And my 
my fiance um, just reposed to me. Oh, congrats. <laughs> Thank Yo, you. that's awesome. That happened when we were in. We yes, were in Edinburgh, yes. in Scotland, Whoa. on yes. that trip when Connor proposed to you. Mm-hmm. So actually, a but group of us were lucky enough to to witness that moment yeah, in time. That, that's so <laughs> sweet. My heart's exploding. <laughs> but part of that, like, it was like, like we did, it was right after we did a talent show. And that's when he asked me, just did it really hard yeah <laughs> but i was so happy so did you say yes right away or did you think about it no i i said yes yeah <laughs> because i knew i was in love so. oh my gosh my heart <laughs> <laughs> and, but i i couldn't stop thinking of andrea's laugh <laughs> well i w- it was a moment in time for us all let me tell you you don't always get to witness that yeah. special moment between people and we were lucky that we were all there I, I have to tell you, I was very surprised because Connor had come up to us beforehand and he said, hey, I'd like to make an announcement to the group after the talent show. And I said, OK, do you want to tell me more about that? And he said, nope. <laughs> and I said, OK, so you just want to talk before we go to bed? And he's like, yep. And I said, OK. And so we finished the talent show and I, and I kind of almost forgot. And then I yeah. was like, wait a minute, Connor, didn't you say you wanted to talk to the group? And I actually had this weird feeling. I was like, I don't know, because it was kind of out of character for him. Yeah. So I was like, what is going on? So I, last second, right, I pulled out my phone and I was like, whatever this is, I'm going to put this on video. <laughs> so I have a video of Connor proposing to you in front of the whole group. Because then he's like, I said, okay, buddy, it's all you. And he turned to Faith <laughs> and he said, Faith, will you marry me? And she said, I I literally said yes. <laughs> but when I, when I said yes, that's when Matt was like cheering for me. Well, yeah, our <laughs> artists and residents on that trip started cheering, and a lot of we all, everybody in the group goes, <gasps> and then That's we crazy. all started laughing. But now, did you and Connor meet in school or in one of your programs, Faith? Um, programs. Yeah, so that's another good example of somebody that you met first in a program and yeah. not at school. Right. Um, so for Connor and I, um, the programs we did. Like, his mom does a program, and I mentioned the Aspire Club. Yeah. He's also a part of. The Aspire Club. Yeah, and he's also on the board of the directors of the Wayfarer Band. Ah, uh, so okay, cool. A lot of connections. Yeah. yeah. A lot of connections. So, it was two and a half years, but it feels like more than two and a half years. Girl, you've so. been together longer than that. Yeah. Because you were <laughs> together three and a half years ago when I met you on Moab. Rem- weren't you weren't you dating well, Connor on Moab? Yeah, yeah, that I was three and a half years ago. Okay. Yeah, so I think you guys have been together for a while, and it's been well, a been, year and a half since I've you got been engaged. asking, you know, Connor, or like I don't, I don't know how long we've been together. I think a lot of people have that issue. But it's yeah. kind of hard to track anniversaries. After sometimes. a while, you just. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> but and that's why I looked to Wanda and said. She said... Connor's mom. Yeah, Connor's mom. And she was saying, you've been together two two and a half years. Maybe officially. Okay, maybe officially. I thought you were together three and a half years ago, but you know what? It doesn't really matter as long as you're happy and yeah. you've, got, you've got your thing going. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. That's really cool. <coughs> um, do you want to give Andre a chance to ask his first question? Please. Okay. Yes, I am excited. I want my first question is I want you to describe your most perfect morning from when you wake up mm. until it hits the afternoon. 
Okay. Wait, can I ask a clarifying question before she starts? Yes. All right. So does this mean on a on a perfect day? On a perfect so day. So it means that you can do anything on a perfect day, Faith. So you get to make up. It doesn't have to be a normal morning. It can be an extra perfect morning. Okay. Okay. Um, so when I wake up in the morning, I usually sleep in a little bit. Ah, yeah. Um, and right after that, I, I usually make coffee. <sighs> and so I get comfortable drink coffee. And um, I just relax sometimes. Um, and when noon comes, I just want to have lunch. And when afternoon comes, it just feels like I just want to relax. Ah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I know it's kind of silly, but um, it just feels so good to be comfortable. I know. I know. Like, I know I need to do cleaning, but that's <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that. That's the next day. Yeah. You don't have to no, worry about that on your perfect day. You don't have to worry about the day, day <laughs> at but, all. But that, that was the perfect day. Yeah, so. sleeping in, have a nice cup of coffee, just sitting, relaxing. I feel that. Yes, yes. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Are there any activities that you do to relax, Faith? Like, what would be some of the, or is it just like not doing anything is relaxing? Well, it's just, I haven't been feeling so good lately because mm. I, I can't breathe from my nose and it's hard. You have a cold? I do. Uh-huh. Um, so that's why I'm just relaxing in bed and trying to get better. So I feel you. So doing nothing is you're relaxing. Right. But sometimes I do, you know, projects sometimes. What type of projects? Well, sometimes coloring, sometimes knitting. So Ah, I see mm -hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. Where's my scarf? I've always <laughs> wanted to learn to knit. Is it hard? Well, I do the loom, so oh. it's, it's easier. So I've yeah. never seen a loom. Well, I have all different kinds of loom. Like they're small, medium. So I feel it. And I like to make scarves. So y can you tell us more about how how did you learn how to do that, and and can you describe how it works? Well, I so it's really easy. Like we need to put yarn on this little thing. And we just, I just keep going until it's complete. Okay, so is it like a grid? Or when you say put yarn, do you have to like loop yarn around to get started and then you weave in and out? Is it kind of like that? So we put the... I'm watching her fingers. I shall yeah. describe what she's yeah. doing. Go ahead. So there's a little hook right here. Okay. And so we, and we go, so it's like a circle. The, the shape of the, the loom is a circle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then it has a hook on one side? Yeah. Okay. And so we just keep going and we keep knitting. So okay. That's this might be one of those things that we have to bring Faith in and have her do a tutorial at some point. Yeah. <laughs> do it on video too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I do sometimes. Oh, I didn't even know that that's about That's awesome. You. But sometimes I watch TV while I do it. So. Yeah. I love, I like to do something, watch TV, multitask a little bit. Right. Confess to us. What's your favorite show? What kind of TV are you watching <laughs> while you're knitting? Give um, us ideas. I have so many different TV shows. <laughs> Give us three. Okay. Um, one is cop show. So it's 
Law and Order. Oof. <laughs> nice. Law and Order. Guilty. Yeah. I'm so into Law and Order. I'm, I'm more of an SVU person. Uh, yeah. SVU. Well, there's yeah. there's all different kinds of Law and Order. And do you have a favorite or any Law and Order? Like any kind. Okay. But probably two favorites of Law and Order is the original. Uh huh. Gotcha. And the SVU. Yeah. 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 What about Criminal Intent? Oh, I just miss Vincent D'Onofrio. He was a real king. Um, well, I I like that kind of line order, but it's not the same with it. It's not Regional. like Detective Benson, well, right? Yeah, I like yeah. Detective Benson. <laughs> and my she, man's she's my tea. favorite. Yeah, come on, Ice yeah. T. Between Ice T and Olivia Benson, I'm like yeah. I'm here for them. Yes. Okay, so Law and Order, that's one. How about two more? Um. So Glee is also nice. my second. Uh, yeah. Because I I like singing so. Um. Yeah, are you in the mood for terrible crime or singing and dancing? <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. No matter yeah. what mood you're in, there's something for everyone. There's a right. little something for everyone. <laughs> um, and my last has to be um, Friends. Friends, yes. Oh. Classic. Yes. yes, classic TV. Yes, Hundreds yes. of episodes yes. just to keep it, keep it all going. Binging. And but my favorite actress has to be Monica. So Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. Oh, I feel okay. that. All yeah. right. I Monica's have, cool. Because we, between me and her, we usually have some in common sometimes. Like, yeah. she likes to cook. I like to cook. Um, she's really clean, and I'm really clean. I was going to say it's refreshing to hear yeah. someone choose Monica instead of Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> likes Rachel, I feel yeah. like. but Well, and Rachel and Monica are like best friends, and that's yeah. why I think of Jenny as Rachel. Ah, <laughs> I see. Yes. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. The only thing I'm wondering is who's paying for that New York apartment? Oh. I know that they're not. Yeah. But anyway, that's a whole other podcast. Well, that apartment <laughs> was their grandmother's. So. Oh, is that they finally yeah. built that into the storyline? That <laughs> they're like, you. we have to acknowledge that nobody can afford this on this show. Certainly not Phoebe playing guitar in coffee shops. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's cool. All right. That sounded like a perfect day. Also, yeah. Andre, really good question. Hey, that I, was a really good one. I, I was curious. Well, yeah, I'm really glad you said that too because it was very easy. So, Rad. Are yeah. you curious at all about any of the same of Andre's answers to that question? Is there anything about that that you want to know about Andre? Uh, yes, I'm very curious about that too. So, can you ask him in a question of like what part you want to know more about? Um, well, it's the same question he asked me, but was your perfect day of when you wake up in the morning. Oh, my perfect day. I think uh, similarities to you would start off by sleeping in. Mm -hmm. I would sleep in, stretch my feet, um, then wake up and probably I wouldn't make coffee. I would have <laughs> uh, someone would just pop up at my house and just be like, hey, I brought you coffee. And then <laughs> deliver it. Right. And then after a little coffee, I do my morning routine while playing some music, um, take a shower, um, get clean for the day. Then I would go to the barber shop and I would go and get my mustache trimmed. <laughs> and then once I get my mustache trimmed, I would go and have brunch with someone and then just 
have a good brunch with nice discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably go to watercourse food, uh, get an appetizer, cauliflower wings, and then nice. from there they have this meal called the Big Rig, and it's a fried seitan, but it tastes just like a chicken fried steak. Nice. And then it has gravy, and it has hash browns and eggs on it, and I just... Wow, you're going to make me hungry. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> making myself hungry. Uh and yeah, I would have I would have a really good meal, and from there I would probably, hmm, uh, yeah, have a have a couple mimosas, and then it would be the afternoon. Nice. <laughs> and there you have it, the afternoon. Um, I'm hungry. I'm also ready to relax. I'm also ready to watch some TV. I'm ready to knit. Right. I think you guys have given us a lot to think about. Let's take a quick break. And then we'll come right back. The Wayfaring Band is not a rock and roll band, are we, Faith? Mm Mm-mm. So what type of band are we? We are a band of travelers. Travelers, right. So the Wayfaring Band takes original, transformative adventures that include adults with and without cognitive and developmental disabilities. But anybody can come on a trip with us, right, Faith? Yes. Like who? Everybody. Like everybody. Yes. Well, as long as they're a grown-up. Yes. They have to be a grown-up because we work with adults. Well, an adult, everybody. An adult, everybody. So if you're an adult, everybody, you're welcome to join the Wayfaring Band on tour. If you're a caregiver, a student, a teacher, a professional, an activist, an interested adult, everybody, community member, all of you are welcome to join the Wayfaring Band on tour and experience our culture of inclusion firsthand be a part of it. How can they learn more, Faith? Learn more at www.thewaveframeband.com. All right. Welcome back. Thanks, everybody, for staying with us. We are here with our guest, Andre Carbonell. And Faith and Andre are having a super dreamy conversation about their perfect <laughs> mornings. Yeah. That was nice. So comfortable. It was comfortable. <laughs> it was good. Uh, Faith, you want to kick it off with your second question for Andre? Sure. So everybody needs some help sometimes. So what do you need help with? Oh, that's a hard question. Because <laughs> I'm not the best at asking for help. I think immediately what I need help with is uh, I need to find a friend who is a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think he was going to say that. Did you think so? No. Because no. uh, I have a lot of places I'm supposed to be traveling this uh, in these upcoming weeks. It's just lots of like tickets to buy and places to go and stuff like that so i'm trying to take a load off and have someone who work who's a pilot if i had a friend who had a pilot and he's just like yeah and i have a plane let's go (laughs) but if not if i just have someone who works in the airlines and can just give me some deals on flights i think that is (laughs) what i need help with right now (laughs) um but on a more simpler level i i need someone to help me wash my cat because she hates water oh my god also an unexpected answer (laughs) (laughs) i'm just sorry i was like in shock i have somebody to help you wash your cat 
You never know. You might get that from this. Okay, tell us more. Sorry. I she mean, hates water. She she hates water, and so and well, she's, we're all cats. Yeah, and her claws are are nuts, and her her teeth are sharp. And so you have to go layered up in like puffy jackets and then Oh my god. And so I tried to give her washer once and it ended up in like quite a few injuries. So I need like a team of three people <laughs> to like hold her down and wash her and get her clean cuz it's been a year and some change. Cuz you just can't even deal with it. It's just too hard. Well, but she can clean herself. Yeah. You know, she's adamant about that, but we needed to do just one just one yeah you know good cleaning get all that hair off get all the little because my cat loves going outside so much that she tore a hole in my screen so she oh. can uh if i just leave the window crack she can come in and out as she pleases <laughs> she's like i'm going outside i'm gonna be an outdoor cat whether you like it or not oh well, yeah no she's like i'm an indoor outdoor cat i love my space I need to go out and peruse. One time I was walking uh, past the grocery store down like two blocks from my house and I saw her at the grocery store. <laughs> and I was just like, what are you doing? And she was, she just looked at me and I started walking back home and then she just started walking home with me. So it was just like... <laughs> Faith, have you ever heard a story like that? Running into your cat at the grocery no. store? Um, Andre, have you ever had anyone actually help you with this project? Uh I had a I had a partner the last time, uh, my friend Tolu who helped me, and uh, we we watched we tried, but it, it it did not go well. Wow! So we get him some help. Listen, if you're listening and you have some cat washing secrets, you can email us at info at thewayfaringband.com and we will pass our pass these thoughts along to Andre. Please. <laughs> Help him. <laughs> Help him. He's in a puffy coat trying to right. wash his cat. Yes. He's desperate. <laughs> He's desperate. Um, what about Andre? Just to kind of further that conversation too. I love it. You've kind of zoomed out from like the, the broadest type of help of like, I need a pilot with a plane to take me around the country. I need somebody really specific. Someone to help me with my cat. What about, are there any internal or emotional things that you feel like you need help with? Uh, I mean, yeah, as a, like that's like a hard question because ultimately, there's there's some things no one can help you with, uh, that like a, about yourself, and then there's some things that people can like stuff that is like tangible, uh, help with. I need an accountability partner, mm. someone who will just hold me accountable and keep me on my square, but they have to. It's hard finding someone who is like as adamant and is doing like as many things like as I am or and the people that are and that I vibe with like someone I want to talk to every day mm -hmm. for sure. So I, I've been really just looking for an accountability partner mm -hmm. like that um, and then just uh, just learning more and more skills especially mm -hmm. when it comes into like the nonprofit field just being able to you know increase my knowledge and my understanding and my network and mm -hmm. to be able to help and connect just connect all the parts because really i just feel like at the end of the day we're just we're one big city that we're all trying to just 
get our city right Mm -hmm. for sure although the world and the state and stuff like on a macro level uh you know all we we just need to connect the right people with the right places Mm -hmm. and it's people don't know each other Mm -hmm. and that's just like the hardest thing so you feel like the work you're doing in the community with justice and things like that 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 work can be in a silo sometimes and that people don't talk yeah, that definitely they they don't talk or not even don't talk per like it's not like they're not talking purposely. Mm-hmm. It's just people don't know what mm-hmm. everybody else is doing or working on, and like we we really all just work together and just connect all the pieces to mm-hmm. like service the city at our best. Mm-hmm. And we all live here. Yeah, we all work here. We and all we're wanna, all affected. We're all affected. So. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Faith, when Andre was talking about wanting an accountability partner, do you understand what he means by that, or do you feel like you want him to break it down? Um, break it down will be nice. All right. So, accountability partner is someone who's like your friend and your mom all at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so into the way you describe things. So, the way your mom uh, is always. Like, especially when you were growing up, like, you know, do your chores, do your homework, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. Um, That's what, you know, your accountability partner would do. But they're also your friend. So they're like, there's no power dynamic is involved. It's like, hey, we're both doing the same thing. I respect you. You respect me. We have this kinship. But I can also depend on you to uh, remind me and make sure that I'm doing the things I said I was going to do mm. and that I'm supposed to be doing. And even when I'm not, I don't need you to tell me, oh, it's okay, or, mm-hmm. you know, necessarily. And sometimes it's okay to tell someone it's okay, depending on the circumstances. But just to remind me, hey, hey, man, make sure you get that done. Hey, man, you said you'd do this. or And it can be something as simple as a task, and it can be, uh, something as simple as uh, the way I think or we think about things. So, mm. Does that sound good? Yes. That? I'll give yes. you another example too, Faith, because I think you might. Well, I. Some, you, did you think of something? I do because I <clears throat> sometimes when I look up to people as my best friends between, you know, like Andrea, I, I look up to her as a mother too. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just teasing you. I know. Um, But the reason why I look up to Andrea as a mother, because she's always caring and she always takes good care of me sometimes. Um, She cares about me very much. Um, And she, she tells me what to do, but not just... Just a really nice, friendly kind of thing. Mm. So, and one thing that I think about, especially being an artist, is my some of my friends who they know what my goals are. So, like my best friend is a musical theater composer, and he knows what I'm working on as an artist. He knows about my like the show that I'm writing, and that Dan. you know, not Dan is one of my best friends. Hi, Dan. Um, <laughs> in this particular case, I'm talking about my best friend Matt. Right, and so. You know, Matt, we both tell each other what our goals are. And then if we haven't worked on that goal in a while, you know, he might say to me, hey, what's up with your show? Yeah. Like, 
yeah, you're so busy running this nonprofit. What I like about it is that like, I think a good friend doesn't let good enough be good enough. Yeah. Right. Cause I, I think a lot of people would be like, Oh, well, Andrea is running a nonprofit and she's doing all these things and she's obviously busy. So leave her alone. Yeah. And a really good friend to me is like, yeah, that's awesome that you're doing all that. But you also said you wanted to do that show. Yeah. So like, what's up with the show? You know, or like for you, Faith, it could be if you have a goal for yourself about like transportation or um, around independence and, and learning certain things. If you were like, I want to get more independent at, let's say, cleaning my house, even though I know you already are. You do a lot of that. Yeah. You know, you do some of that without help already. But let's say you were like, I'm going to only clean my own house. And then you were actually just letting people help you with that. Jenny might be like, Faith, you said you wanted to clean your own house. Like, why are you letting people help you? And so it's kind of like that that thing, yeah, like you were saying. Well, like someone I, I usually don't let anybody to help me because um, I, I do it by myself usually, and I'm really good at it. Yeah. And But I it just sometimes, I know I'm really bad at it, but sometimes if I'm not feeling so good, maybe it's because I want to get better. Mm. You know, if you haven't done some of your chores, yes. it's because you're resting. Or yes, yes. This is a balance for all of us. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I'm you. trying to figure out the balance. Yeah, yeah. work and rest. That's a yeah. <laughs> I, haven't, <laughs> I, I haven't learned it yet either. Yeah. That's why I. That's why I blame my sickness <laughs> for doing that. So. And it can be a trap, right? Because yeah. sometimes we got to work even if we are sick. That's part of what's hard about being a grown up for me. Yeah. Not getting that time off. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that's what the, sometimes the, it's not forever. I feel like there's going to be like a period in time where like, yes, I can just relax for a while, for a few <laughs> years. But. Uh, I'll let you know if that happens to me and if that, or anyone know, I know. Keep me posted. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I will. I'm interested too. If you find out about it, please tell me the period of our lives when we all get to relax. Yeah. You know, the goal is retire by 37 for me. So I was just like, all right. if I get there, I will. How are, how old are you now? Just so we have a sense of your planning. 24. Okay. All so, right. You had 13 years. unlucky years. No, yeah, <laughs> right. Man, 13. You'll be so bored if you retire by 37. I'll just tell you right now. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, well, let's, what do you think, Faith? Is it a good time for Andre to ask you his second question? Yes, please. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so this one is a kind of nerdy question, but I just had to know. But, and have you seen Harry Potter? So many. I actually grew up with Harry Potter. Okay, cool. So. If you could identify with any Harry Potter character, who would you identify as? Mm -hmm. I have to say Hermione. Hermione? <laughs> yes. Why Hermione? Well, because she's cause she knows all the spells and it feels like I want to be like her, you know, to know a lot of spells. Yeah. No. And she's she's really a good, you know, role model for people so i feel it i feel it uh do you feel like your fiance is your ron weasley <laughs> <laughs> yes i do think so okay cool do you think connor will be excited to hear that you think he's like ron weasley <laughs> well it's kind of crazy because um jenny and i 
had this joke too all the time. Like for Harry Potter, like you said. Yeah. Um, like if I was Hermione, I would feel for Connor being wrong, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but usually Jenny and I are like big fans of Mamma Mia. Uh, it's like a musical kind of thing. Okay. Um, so Jenny and I will make a joke of saying, Oh, you're Sophie and Connor is Sky. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel it. So. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Mamma Mia, but I get the reference mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you want to know about Andre? Yes. Go for it. You can ask him. So the same question you asked me. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I don't know. That's a hard question. I like, I think there's like a clear identification with Harry because I lost my parents at a young age. Oh. So I can relate to that in a sense. But I also find a lot of solace um, in uh, Dumbledore. And it's just, mm. uh, just being, I don't know, old and wise. I feel like I'm very old in <laughs> my heart, in my soul. And uh, I've been, I've been, there's many like, bodies and stories living inside of me and um i don't know i just i dug albus man mm-hmm. he was he was my guy yeah i kind of feel the same thing like what you said about harry losing his parents yeah well um i i haven't lost any of my parents but one of them i did um i lost a dad oh, i'm sorry my condolences yeah, so, um, but he was my birth dad who made me, so I lost him. And now my mom got remarried to my stepdad, who's also my dad. Ah, so. Well, that's dope that you have two dads. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's always nice, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, extra people to love on. Mm-hmm. Right, because my last name is Vidrine, and that's why I was named after my dad. Gotcha. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you carry him with you. I do. Yeah. And that's why I relate to Harry Potter so much. So I feel it. Yeah. Yeah. I do like in the Harry Potter story, uh, you know, I think it's funny if you think about like Disney movies, a really big theme is this idea of not having a parent. Yeah. Either losing both of your parents or one of your parents is missing. I mean, almost every Disney movie seems to have that storyline i mean it's like ariel has a dad but we never hear about her mom or bambi loses her mom and we don't know the dad or his mom and there's just all of these different examples well and there's one disney movie Uh i relate um i think it's it's like a disney movie but it's called the a wrinkle in time Uh, a wrinkle wrinkle in time time. Yeah. yeah and it's like a disney movie and um it shows how um when she was little because um, her dad is like a scientist, mm-hmm. and so, and now he's gone back in this time, mm-hmm. and now she's trying to find out where he is. Mm-hmm. I have a follow-up question for both of you about, you know, I'm just listening to both of you just sort of say like, oh, I, like for you, Faith, that you, you lost your birth dad, um, but you have two other parents oh yeah Yeah. i'm not forgetting that oh of course not no and i know you're not i know you're not but it's still it still hurts that you lost your birth dad and then for andre to say he lost his parents and i guess i'm curious 
about this idea of being adults, but how much we're still defined by our parents. You know, Andre's 24. Yeah. Faith, how old are you? 31. 31. And so I guess, uh, what does it mean to be, like, as a grown-up, what do we think about parents and this idea of, like, the, the people who are older than us taking care of us? Like, what's your relationship? I know this is sort of a vague question, so let's just maybe start talking about it. But, Andre, can you say a little bit more about what it means? What What are you looking for now as, a, as an adult, a young adult? What is your relationship with the idea of parents or older people in that role in your life? Um, uh, that's a hard question more cause like, uh, I don't, I just feel like as an adult, you start to see your parents less and less more so. And they're less of your parents and they're more of your friends at this point after like it gets to a certain point. Yeah. We have this kinship. We have this connection. And I feel like there's somewhat of this, um, respect that comes with you being my parent but I also feel like it was more casual like we're both dealing with the same things now so we're on the same plane mm. and we're more like level and friends than like we can level with each other for real for real mm-hmm. on a literal sense do you have adults in your life that are fulfilling that leveling with you role it without or do you feel like you're different from other young adults because of that um i definitely feel like i'm different from a lot of young adults because of that but uh it's just made my journey uh into adulthood just so much more uh rewarding mm-hmm. and uh cuz the level of strength and like precision that i've been able to get because of that for sure and so if it's okay, if I just, I just want to pull a little bit more on this thread, yeah. but just so, because I do agree with you that in my experience, I think a lot of adults and young adults and older adults do lean on their parents well into adulthood. Yeah. Sometimes very obviously like financially, um, but also emotionally or just kind of always having someone in front of you. And so when you don't have that, you know, do you find that you have a network of friends that you go to for some of those things? Or do you feel that internally you've had to learn how to meet those needs yourself? Um, I, I definitely have a support, a network of friends and mentors that I've been able to lean on. And then with also in that, just be able to develop myself socially mm-hmm. and emotionally, just how I understand the world and mm-hmm. not, and not to be like jaded or mad and it's just been like, whoa, you know, this happened to me. My life sucks. This whole planet sucks. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be here. This is just a lot. So I definitely, like, a lot of it has had to do with, like, my attitude and how I, I decided to view the situation. Mm-hmm. So, And Faith, for you, I mean, you and I have talked a lot about you're still fighting for your independence in a lot of ways, although you're supported by your family, they also want your independence. But so for you as a 31 year old, do you feel like you like to lean on your parents for some support? Or do you feel like you're still trying to, to kind of break out on your own? Well, (coughs) I do love my parents very much and they've been so supportive of me of everything um, but I have to say, I really want to stay focused. 
about my independence. Um, and the reason why, because I, I, I already know what's in life. Um, but I am still fighting about that. It's, I will always lean on my parents, but not like independence. So. Okay. What I like about being in the space that we're in now it's tough because I don't want to like put a platitude on this. I mean, this is a deep conversation that honestly is not easily wrapped up to be yeah. frank. <laughs> it's like, there's no way to sort of finish this and tie a neat little bow on it. Um, but I do genuinely feel that I like being in a space as adults reflecting on, you know, this started with a conversation about Harry Potter. If we can go right. back, yeah. right? yes, this yes. idea of like, what, is, you know, Andre identifying with Harry, kind of this kid mm. who has lost his parents trying to learn how to use his own magic in the world. I mean, as a really, yeah. right. A really little or literal translation. That's Harry's story is like, yeah. I guess like I didn't know I was magic, but people told yeah. me I am. And now I got to figure out what to do with this you know, compared to Hermione and her confidence, you know, Harry's kind of just like, I think he's humble. There's an, uh, an ordinariness to him, but of course he's extraordinary because he's a yeah. wizard. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> 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 I mean, but that's it, you know, and then it's just like, what do we do with that? We all want to learn. We want to work together. We want to lean on our friends for supports and, and use our magic to make the world better. Yeah. And to fight the dark, the dark arts, the dark. Yes, and if you're not using your magic to fight the dark arts, yeah. get to work. Get to work, <laughs> my friend. But you also need get to work. You also need a scar, so because I know Harry was. Yeah, and sometimes like adversity and the things you go through in your past, those are your scars, and sometimes you gotta wear them on your sleeve or on your forehead sometime to truly like wield that magic, for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. Andre, thank you so very much. No, thank for you for coming to meet with us today. This was good, huh, Faith? Yes, yeah. that was yeah. awesome. Thank you, and <laughs> thank you for sharing, Faith. I appreciate you. I feel like I know you better, and we connected on that level, on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, for all of our listeners, well, use your and magic. I and I feel <laughs> the same way as you. So I'm glad, y'all. <laughs> good, good. Andre Carbonell, thank you so much for coming. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next episode. Everybody In is sound engineered by Karen Hibner with original music by The Dosage. It is produced by The Wayfaring Band, a Denver-based 501c3 nonprofit specializing in life skills and leadership training through travel for adults with and without disabilities. Be sure to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Talk to you for now.